I mean, you can develop horrible feelings about that person. And that's not what we want to do. Right, right, exactly. And I think we're doing, we're not doing our friend a service by letting them continue in that. Exactly. You don't, oh gosh, how can I put this? To love someone sometimes is tough. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it requires you to tell the truth. And sometimes the truth is hurt. Is it, it, it can hurt. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Seek with Abandon. I'm Candy. I'm Melissa. And we are so glad you're here. So, what are we going to talk about today, Melissa? Oh, we're going to keep exploring the seven deadly sins and yeah. go with envy this time. Oh, envy. So think we all have um, have envied someone and and what is very interesting is envy is not coveting nope I thought it was but I did too until I looked it up so envy is a feeling of discontentment resentment based on what someone has their talent Mm -hmm. where there's their status even their spiritual walk their spiritual walk that's you know resentment resenting that person because of what god has blessed them with Mm -hmm. where coveting something is wishing and longing that you had something and craving it and that being the only thing you can think about Mm -hmm. but envy envy is not that so envy is a little bit more evil Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so we're gonna go through that with you guys today I find that when I think about envying, I don't really have that problem now as I've gotten older. I feel like it's something that young people... It's found more with the young. Yeah. I think that envy is a sign of immaturity. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, if you find that offensive, then maybe, maybe you need to work on that. Because envying someone is not a Christian characteristic by no stretch of the imagination. It's not. And I think that it's more seen in the young because whenever you're first starting out your life, you don't have a whole lot. No. And if someone the same age as you is doing well, uh, there might be a chance that you will resent that they are doing well i i know that i struggled probably in my late 20s because i was a a late bloomer in in the sense of maturity Mm -hmm. and a lot of my friends were getting married having babies buying houses and i was living in some living somewhere for three years and then moving I was my mother used to call me her little gypsy but then Facebook came oh no and that has made everything so much worse too I mean in a sense yes uh, by the way we have a Facebook <laughs> we have a <laughs> we have a Facebook community I mean Facebook can be good and it can be bad but 
when Facebook came on the scene and all my friends or all of the people that I went to school with, mm-hmm. things like that were, um, you know, on Facebook and I was connecting with them, you got to see, I mean, nobody puts the bad parts of their life on Facebook. I was going to say, it, it's kind of like your life edited. Yeah. It's yeah. your virtual, it's your virtual reality. It's what you want people to think your life is like. Yeah, but it, it's truly not. Mm-mm. Everybody has troubles. Mm-hmm. And so I saw what some of my friends um, from school and all of that had, and I started picking out or making up bad qualities in my head. Mm-hmm. Not saying it to anybody or out loud, but just that envy in your head and if any of my former classmates are watching I love all of you this was years ago I am 55 now but (laughs) yeah yeah that's where I was and yeah so I understand envy Mm -hmm. I do um but I also believe that it is something that you should struggle with as a young person. You should have that under control. Oh, yeah. As someone, um, I would just say 30 and above, you should have that pretty much under control. So if you don't, that's something that you need to pray about and something that you need to work on. And I think that as we explain all of this um at the end we're going to give you some tips Mm -hmm. on how if if you do have this and again no shame no shame if everybody has troubles and if this is one of yours then it's something that we're going to help you with we're going to give you biblical understanding of why it's wrong how it affects you how it affects you how it affects the person you're envying Uh uh-huh because that's something that I mean, when you're sitting here, and when I was in my early 20s, even my late 20s, I was trying to figure out who I was going to be. You don't know who you are yet. So you're going to look at different people and be like, I want that. That's what I want my life to be like whenever I grow up, which I still don't know what I want when I grow up. Me neither. But um, you have to learn to be content with what you have at the moment and learn and set goals and work toward things but one thing that you don't realize is whenever you're sitting there and you're envying somebody and putting those horrible thoughts in your head about how bad of a person they are because they have all of this stuff and what they've done in order to achieve it and the energy that you I Mm -hmm. mean if you think that person doesn't know that something is wrong between the two of you you definitely are blinded because Mm -hmm. they do realize that you're going to let something slip or your tone is going to give it away to that person when you are talking to them right right and so that you know what happens well let's go through um how it affects the believer and then Mm -hmm. we're gonna go through how it affects the person you are envying Mm -hmm. um and how it affects their walk and then how it affects your walk your walk their walk and the people that are connected to them 
how it affects how it could affect them too so and the people that you're connected with right exactly exactly because nobody wants someone who's complaining about somebody else all the time i mean honestly i do not want to be around a friend like that because then when i'm not around and they're around Mm -hmm. someone else what are they saying about me exactly you know so anyway but i digress gluttony to where you just kind of affect yourself in your own walk this one has a tendency to spread out to everybody around you oh it's like a oh it's it's like like, a big dark cloud yeah and it just it's plain let's to put it plain it is it's evil Mm -hmm. that's what it is it's evil so let's go to james 3 13 through 18 so as you know um Melissa and I, we use the King James Version. If you do not, um, that's fine. But you can still follow along and we will we will see what James has to say. So let me get there. James 3, 13. You know what I forgot? So, by the way, we are on location. <laughs> Aren't we? Aren't we snazzy? We, um... We have a drama team at our church. That's where we normally mm-hmm. do our podcast there. And they actually use our room. Well, I won't say our room, but the room that, that we, we use. use. Yeah. So we had to scramble and figure out where are we going to do our podcast. We are pleasantly pleasantly pleased with where the lord has provided us yeah in fact we're we're thinking that this may be uh one of the locations in which we mm-hmm. we do our podcast so um we are at our local library it's very nice it is very nice so if you have a library in your town you might consider checking it out mm-hmm. okay so just a little plug there anyway uh, we were at James three thirteen, and that says, "Who is wise? Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. Wisdom always rears its head in mm-hmm. in these sins that we've been talking about. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth." This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. And then it goes on to say, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy and the fruit of the righteous is sown in peace of them that make peace so the one thing that really stood out to me in that was it is earthly sensual and devilish Mm -hmm. i mean right after he says envy and strife then he says that Mm -hmm. and it flat out calls it evil yeah there is no doubt that it's an evil thing to be envious of someone mm-hmm. because honestly you're not loving them no you're not it is 
opposite of loving them. Mm-hmm. And as we go along in our talk now, we're going to be talking about what we should be doing. Not, oh, yeah. not what we, I mean, we shouldn't be doing this, but if we are doing what we should be doing, then envy can't, you can't love someone and envy them at the same time. No. Not, and it be a healthy relationship. No. no. I mean, if you can do that, I suggest a psychiatrist. <laughs> because <laughs> because you have multiple personalities or something. I don't know. Not making fun of those who do, but being able to do that is, um, I just can't see it. No. You can't truly, and you can pretend to love someone while you're envying them, mm-hmm. but you can't truly love someone and envy them at the same time. It's just not possible. No. So let's move on to, um, so do you have anything about um, the evilness and anything like that? So just to let you guys know, um, we came together Mm -hmm. and we always study together uh, when we first decide what we're going to do something, you know, what subject we're going to talk about. And then we separate and we study on our own because we have found or we are finding that it's a more, it's a fuller. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a fuller understanding because what I, what I don't see, she sees and what she doesn't see, I see. And so did you have anything along the lines of James? Um, The one thing whenever I started reading some of these scriptures that we had wrote down is that like with gluttony the wine bibber comes in right and it's kind of like a buddy sin right this one had one also and it was strife it keeps jumping out in a lot of the verses um i even found a ton more of the verses with strife in it and strife i even looked it up is angry or bitter disagreement over a fundamental fundamental issues or conflict so so not only are you envying somebody and having resentment against them but then strife comes along to actually put feet to your envy Mm -hmm. yeah and another thing is i mean with conflict and disagreement comes complete and total chaos Mm mm-hmm Uh, That's why in James it says, envying causes confusion. Mm -hmm. And who's the father of confusion? (laughs) There you go. Bingo, that would be Satan, Mm -hmm. our enemy. Right. So when, look, we believe that when you become a Christian, you are serving God. But when you are lost and you are not a Christian, you are serving Satan. There's no, like, middle ground. Whether it's intentional or not, that you can only serve one master. Right, exactly. So you're either serving God or you're serving Satan. And as a Christian, do you want to be serving Satan? I mean, do you want to be going around and helping him out? Because that's basically what you're doing whenever you are envying someone because you are creating not only conflict and chaos in your life but also theirs exactly 
And if you're sitting there talking about the situation to your friends and your family, it's spreading that into their lives as well. And it's giving, okay, one of the things, and I'm just going to put it out there. One of the things that I do not like at all is when someone, I have a good view of someone. Mm Mm-hmm. And then someone else comes up to me and tells me all about their, you know, skeletons in their closet. I don't like that. I don't want to know that, you know, if that person wants me to know about the skeletons in their closet, wants to confess their sins one to another, like scripture says, and wants to come to me for advice or just to talk. Mm-hmm. They will do that. I right. don't need someone else coming to me and telling me bad things about somebody. Well, and what's coming to mind right now when you're saying that is you remember it was last Sunday. No, it was a couple of Sundays before. We have a lady who um, has found some poetry. I think that maybe her grandmother has written mm-hmm. in our church and she will get up on occasion and share it with us. Mm -hmm. And one of them that she shared a few weeks ago was talking about if you feel the need, and I'm summarizing the poem here, if you feel the need to tattle on someone or to run and gossip about someone and all of their faults and all of their dark skeletons in their closet, go tattle to God about them. Yeah, go tell him. Yeah, don't tattle to everybody else and gossip to everybody else. Take it to God. And, you know, I watched, uh, I am a TikTok person. I get lost in TikTok, Uh especially at nighttime until I fall, you know, like ready to fall asleep. And I saw this girl, she was talking about this very thing. And she said one of the, and you know what, regardless of what, any man says they do this too. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Our flesh loves getting the tea mm-hmm. on something. They, tr- it truly does. I oh, mean, yeah. it, why is that? Like, I'm not sure what that's about as far as like why our flesh loves that, but we do. We love getting the tea on someone. And it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not always about well I'm I want to pray for them no. no it's about I want to know what's going on in their life mm-hmm. and I I've been like that I mean you and I have talked about not about people but about this subject mm-hmm. before and so it is a fleshly thing to want to know the tea about someone or about a situation and but the truth is is that I I don't want to know I mean I do fleshly but I don't spiritually well and my thing is it's none of my business right exactly it is none of my business I have found as I get older that if I keep my nose in my business and my family then I really don't want to know what everybody else is doing because all that does is create negative thoughts in my head every time that they get up to testify 
to mm-hmm. talk to me, to do anything. And I don't want those thoughts about people in my head. And let's face it, we all, every single one of us, has issues. We have problems. We have issues that we deal with. And I honestly, I found out something about um, a particular person. And on the onset, it it looked like one thing. But when I found out their struggle, it made sense because then I, I completely understood why they were being the way they were being, which reminded me that what you see on the, you know, in I think it's in first or second Samuel, it says God looks on, or you, man looks on the outward mm-hmm. appearance, but God looks on the heart, and we don't know what people are going through. No, and that's what I said was saying about social media because people put on there what they want you to see. The best of the best yep. of the best. The best picture, um, the when they go and do things with their kids, um, when they buy something new for their home or a new car, but they don't put on there that they just had an argument with their spouse, and if they do, that's wrong, by the way, <laughs> and they don't put on there that their kids ha- are failing math, and they don't put on there that they're, they have a terrible relationship with their mother, mm-hmm. or, you know, you don't see those things. Know that they have struggles. I don't care how great someone's life looks on social media. You can guarantee that they have a struggle that they deal with on a daily basis or at least a weekly basis, and you have no idea about that. So, but let's go to 1 Timothy 6, 1 through 8. So, let's see what old Tim has to tell us. Okay, so um, it says, Let as many servants as under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. And they that have believing masters, let them not despise them, because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved, partakers of the benefit, She's looking at me weird. You guys don't see that on a podcast, but no. she looked at me weird. Okay, so let's go on. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to start it too again. And they that have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved partakers of the benefit. These things teach and exhort. If any man teach otherwise, now here we go any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words even the words of the Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which is according to godliness he is proud knowing nothing but doting about questions and strifes of words whereof coming cometh envy strife railings evil surmising Ooh, evil surmising mm-hmm. you know what that means perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. 
but godliness with contentment is great gain. I love I that too. verse. Awesome. I do. I mean, and and honestly, that's a whole nother podcast right there. Contentment. <laughs> I had a big old lesson on that lately. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be wherewith content. But they that will will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition for the love of money is the root of all evil which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows so what what really um you know catches you in this in this group of verses I mean, what have you thought about when when you read this? My absolute favorite thing that jumps out at me with this, in verse 5 where it says, from such withdraw thyself, mm-hmm. and then it goes into the but godliness with contentment is great gain. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's flat out saying right there, don't just, if you find yourself in that situation, just stop. Get out of it. Yeah, yeah. Remove yourself from the situation. So that goes also into if you see someone, if one of your friends is envying someone and they're sitting there talking about it, stop them or find a reason to leave. Or change the subject. Either way. Just get out of it. Don't let yourself. If you've got someone that is sitting there talking about somebody else and how horrible they are because they have all of these things and look what they've probably done to get this stuff or to get in that situation just stop them Mm -hmm. get out of that conversation because that's going to put little beads of doubt in your and bad things about that person in your head and in your heart and then i've also seen where um matthew 12 22 through 37 i mean you can develop horrible feelings about that person and that's not what we want to do right right exactly and i think we're doing we're not doing our friend a service by letting them continue in that exactly you don't oh gosh how can i put this to love someone sometimes is tough Mm -hmm. and sometimes it requires you to it requires you to tell the truth, and sometimes yeah. the truth is hurt. Is it, it, it can hurt, and I I would hope that you and I are close enough that if I ever was like that about someone, that you would say, "Hey, Candy, maybe you don't know what they're going through, or maybe they worked really hard." to get that RV that you wish you had or you know maybe they may there are things in the background that you don't see I do that all the time with whoever I mean it doesn't even have to be someone who's close to me I I, mean if I don't know anything about that person that's not a fair judgment on them and my daughter is really good at that I mean she's really good at saying well mom you don't know you know, maybe they're having a little trouble or mm-hmm. something. Like if I if I get aggravated with someone, right? Um, she will say things like, "Well, you never know; they might be going through something." She's very wise in that way, mm-hmm. and thank God for her because I I'm 
Um, you all don't know me, but I will say I'm a hothead. <laughs> <laughs> and I could just, like, go off at a moment's notice sometimes. Not all the time. I mean, I'm kind. Don't get me wrong. But um, I can be a hothead. And so that's why I have my husband and my daughter. They temper me. Right. Yeah. So I saw the one thing that really stood out to me is when he goes into, when he says that this person is proud and if they are coming to you teaching another doctrine. Okay. Teaching something, because it says, if any man teach otherwise. And before that, it said, um, you know, do them service because they are faithful and beloved partakers of the benefit. And I think they're talking... Uh, a lot about like they're talking about a master and um, servant type of relationship but I also believe they're talking about a a pastor and a layman kind of relationship as well and so when they say if any man teach otherwise like not to be kind and loving and of service to this person and consent not to wholesome words well wholesome words are loving words, right. good words. Uh, it says, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, so, you know, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness. So one of the things that um, Jesus told us is to love thy neighbor. Mm-hmm. So if you're not on that on board with that, then you're teaching a different doctrine. That's true. And so he says... And consent not wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the doctrine which is according to godliness. He is proud, mm-hmm. knowing nothing and doting about questions and strifes of words. There's strife again. Yep. Um, whereof cometh, okay, so this is where it comes from. It comes from proud, knowing nothing, and doting about questions and strifes of words. So it strifes of words would be uh, starting arguments yeah and it says whereof cometh envy and strife and railings and evil surmising evil surmising what's that mean uh, coming up with ways to make that person's life harder mm-hmm. perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth meaning they they have nothing no truth in them right you know, and supposing that gain is godliness, supposing that their gain by doing all of these things prior to to what this says mm-hmm. is godliness. So if I somehow look better than that person, mm-hmm. then I'm godlier than them, which is. And then what does it say was which is what you brought up from such withdraw yeah get away from them they are not helping Mm -hmm. you in your walk we are taught to to help one another encourage one another lift one another up and scripture talks about Mm -hmm. that and if you are not doing that or you're listening to someone who's not doing that it affects you greatly yeah it does and this is not something it ought not be put it that way yeah Okay, let's go to um, Titus 1 through 3, I'm sorry, Titus 3, 
1 through 6. So Titus was actually written by Paul, which we know that Paul um, wrote the majority of the New Testament, the epistles and the letters. Mm -hmm. This was a letter to Titus. And we're starting at 1. It says, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Ah, but, love the buts in the Bible, and not the buts you're thinking about, stop that. <laughs> um, but after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, towards, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, when we which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by wash, the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So what I like about this verse or these verses is Paul starts talking about first who the old man was mm -hmm. when he says that um, in verse 2 or let's see da, 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 hold on uh, verse 3 I'm sorry for we ourselves also were sometimes foolish disobedient deceived and in that verse it says living in malice and envy mm -hmm. so this is what we used to do right and then the new man appears for we ourselves are sometimes and then he goes on but he says but after that the kindness and love of God, our Savior, towards man appeared. Mm -hmm. So then Jesus came on the scene. Right. And he washed all of that away. So when that comes up, who is that? That's the old man. Yeah. We were supposed to put the old man off. Like um, when you get saved, the old man is like an old coat. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, there's a song about putting the new coat on. But oh, yeah. um, the old man is like an old coat that you take off and you throw away. You don't put it in the closet to put back on. Right. You throw it out. And you put on the new man. And the new man is what Jesus did for us. He cleaned us up. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that every now and then the old man comes knocking on the door and says, hello, I'm back. Yeah. You know, and we all are guilty of that. I, if if we weren't guilty of that, then we wouldn't need an advocate with the Father, which is Jesus Christ. Right. We wouldn't need that. But unfortunately, the old man does knock on the door and sometimes we let him in. Mm-hmm. And if you are envying someone, again, I'm going to say, if you are resenting someone for what they have, the spiritual gifts they have, mm -hmm. or who they are in general, it is evil. And yeah. it is not of God. And if you are a Christian, I'm just going to say it. 
playing out. Stop it. Yeah. You need to stop it. It is affecting you. It is affecting the person you're envying. And it is affecting your friends around you. Mm -hmm. It is bitterness. It is it can cause strife and it is not of God. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how, and and you brought this up. So I kind of want you to kind of give us a little, um, I don't know, a little introduction to this. Okay. How is it that envy affects the one being envied? This came into my head because, like I said, this is one thing that doesn't just affect the per- the person that is envying someone. When you are envying someone, you have that resentfulness and you have that bitterness in your heart. It doesn't matter how good you try to be and how much you try to keep your mouth shut around that person. There's going to be a little comment that comes up. And you may think that it means absolutely nothing because, I mean, let's face it, in your head, there's a lot worse things going on. Right. Um, or you may say something, and as we all know, you can say one thing, but your tone suggests something else. Mm-hmm. And it may have that undertone in it. That passive aggressive mm-hmm. kind of thing. That person's going to pick up on that stuff, especially if it happens more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, or so. it's and and I'm not new agey, so don't take this the wrong way. But we know there are we know there are demons. We know there are spirit. We know we believe in a spiritual realm, and we believe in energies because mm-hmm. that. And when you're putting that energy out, mm-hmm. you can say absolutely nothing, but that person will feel it. Yep. So basically, what's going to happen is that person's going to pick up on that stuff. And let's just say you're jealous of someone's lifestyle. Well, what you may not realize is that that person, couple, family, whatever it is, has worked their hind end off, have scrimped and saved and budgeted so that they can afford the life that they have. Right. So whenever something good happens and God has blessed them because they are financially responsible with a trip or, you know, another vehicle because theirs was dying and wasn't going to last much longer or even they were absolutely miserable in a job that they had and God has blessed them to be able to get out of that job and even get a raise out of it amen or better benefits amen um breach (laughs) (laughs) you know you're hindering that person because they're just like you know i know i need to get up and give god praise for this but are they going to look at it as me bragging and is it going to make the situation worse worse? Mm -hmm. and so i um i want us to look at romans 14 13 Ladies and gents, I know this is awful, but I forgot my Bible, and usually I am a page turner. I like to look at um, scripture that's written on a page, but unfortunately, because I forgot my Bible, I am stuck to my phone, and I do not <laughs> like it. And so, it 
you know, it's supposed to be faster, but it really is not faster for me. I'm just old school. So, okay, we've got, so it says in 13, let us not therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this, rather that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. When you, and as Melissa was explaining, you know, because she's the one who brought this up, and I thought it was genius, actually. When you keep a brother or sister from feeling comfortable to give their testimony or give give praise to God, for those of you who may not have a church who does that, um, which I think every church should, but that's just me. Um, when you do that and you make it uncomfortable for them to get up, I mean, they should fight through it and go on. But when you do that, you become a stumbling block. How many times, okay, Melissa, let me ask you this. How many times has somebody stood up and gave a testimony that affected you? what you were going to do in a situation. Oh, a lot of times. Several times mm-hmm. because God gives that to people. He he gives those experiences to someone so that they can share it and uplift and encourage someone else mm-hmm. in their walk with the Lord. And when you envy that person and you're putting out that energy, that negative energy and you are Uh, talking about them and you're making those snide comments you may keep that person from testifying about how good God has been to them and then therefore affecting those that would hear that testimony Mm -hmm. so you're not just affecting yourself with all that bitterness inside but you're affecting the person you're envying and you are affecting the ones that would hear their testimony or that kind of thing. So again, stop it. Just stop it. It is so, it is an evil that is like a cancer Mm -hmm. that can just eat away at your testimony and your walk with the Lord, the person you're envying's testimony and their walk with the Lord and those that, could be positively affected by that person. Yep. And it's just, it's evil. It is. It is. And I mean, you can go to Ephesians 4, 29 through 32. And it flat out says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Oh, say it again. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Did you get that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And ye be kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Bingo. I mean, there it is. And that can be taken a ton of different ways and put in different situations. But, I mean, 
Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. And, and I, look, it says in scripture that what's in, what is in the heart of man, the mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. You're not even going to realize that it's coming out of your mouth the way that it is, or that it's even coming out of your mouth until it's too late or that it's even that bad because there's worse things going on inside of your heart and inside of your mind towards that person. Right. Right. And again, if, if, if envy is in your heart, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. Women aren't stupid. No. And we know how catty each other can be and you know, we know why that person's doing what they're doing exactly and you can tell when someone's being passive aggressive mm-hmm. so if you think that you are hiding your envy from that person you are envying uh sorry about your luck you're not and Absolutely not. you and bottom line is you are ruining your testimony yeah not just with that person, but if you don't think that other people feel that, they do. Oh, yeah. You are ruining your testimony. And if you love God and love people like you're supposed to, you won't do that. Mm-mm. I mean, and I'm not to say, it's not to say, I'm I'm not your judge, okay? Thank God I'm not the judge because I'm not God. But I'm just giving to you what scripture says. And, and Melissa has given to you what scripture says. And so we are telling you, we, again, I love this, that we are bringing to light, like in gluttony, we are telling you what scripture says. And now it's your job to first ask for forgiveness. If you've said something, you need to go to that person. Or if you have that feeling. Yeah, you need... You need to ask God for help with that. And I'll tell you what will help that. Pray for that person. Mm -hmm. Be thankful to God for the gifts that he has given them. Right. Ask God to give. We we were um, looking at something online. Uh, We'll have to post this on our Facebook group. But it's four ways to conquer your envy. And um, a few of them said, let's see. It down there uh, thank God for the success of the person you envy mm-hmm. uh, ask God for th- the further success of the person you envy uh, enjoy the gifts God gave to that person that mm-hmm. you're envying praise the person you envy in other words praise give to God for that person mm-hmm. that you know say things to someone else like Hey, um, Melissa, did you see Melissa got a new uh, pair of earrings from her husband? They, um, I'm just so glad that, she, you know, she was gifted that she seems so happy about those. Yeah. You know, things like that. And um, I think it was just four, right? Yeah, it was just yeah, four. It was just four. But in other words, you should be, you should be, inc- you should be happy for your sister or brother. Mm-hmm in the Lord. You really, really should. And it may be hard at times. It may be hard to be thankful to someone for someone's gifts that they constantly get. Like and 
it's just hard to, and you look at your life and you say, you know, maybe you're in a, a season of struggle. And I hate to say this, but everyone gets in a season of struggle at some point in time. Oh, yeah. Even that person you think has a charmed life. Mm-hmm. They are struggling or have struggled in some sense of the word. And I mean, so there were times whenever just because I knew more about the situation than most people and I was seeing posts on Facebook about how wonderful their life was and all of this stuff. And it was just creating like a, a bad bad feeling in my heart and mind about this person and this couple and I was like I just can't do it I can't do this anymore so I am still friends with them on Facebook but I have unfollowed their posts so I don't see all of that anymore so whenever I see these people because you knew the truth of what was going on Mm -hmm. um and they were putting they were making it look like a fairy tale. And so what do you think that feeling was? Oh, was I know what it was. It was resentment because I knew what they were doing. I knew why they were doing it. And I just resented the fact that they weren't being honest about things. Right. It right. was bitterness so it because of the same thing. So it wasn't that. It wasn't that you wanted what they no. had. It wasn't that you were resentful for what they were buying. No. It was the fact that they weren't truthful about yes. it. Yes. I get that. So I knew that what I was feeling was not how I should. I didn't want those feelings towards that person or that family. So I quit. I fixed it so that I don't see that anymore. So that you can't. So that you don't feel that way right. about them. Right. Which you withdrew yourself. Exactly. Um, not necessarily in the same context that that scripture was, but sometimes if someone is not good for us. Exactly. That was what I was getting at is whenever you feel your heart and your mind turning towards that person into a dark area. You need to get out of there and you need to figure out how to fix that. Because there was something that mom, my mother told me years ago. Um, there was someone who had an issue with one of the preachers at a church we were attending. And my mom told me, she was like, I'm not exactly sure how they think that if they can't get along with them down here, on earth how they're going to do in heaven for an eternity (laughs) i love your mom and that has just stuck with me and i'm like you know i i don't want to have those feelings toward anyone because i don't want to have i mean this is a selfish part on my part but i don't want to have to deal with that for an eternity well, not only that, but honestly, I mean, there's no strife in heaven, so you well, don't really yeah. have to. But but in my mind, that's how it... But the point is, is that this is something that made you bitter. You didn't mm-hmm. want to feel that way. Exactly. And I didn't, I mean... And sometimes separating yourself and praying about it mm-hmm. and seeing the good in the person, mm-hmm. seeing the 
the struggle because they weren't being truthful Mm -hmm. and feeling bad for them on that end and being able to pray that way um, makes a world of difference. Yeah. Yeah. For you. And whenever I was doing um, my own little research on this and the word strife kept coming out at me, I started looking up verses that had envy and strife in them. And there were two that I really liked. So 1 Corinthians 1 through 3, it says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither were, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, for as there today for whereas there is among you envying and strife and division are ye not carnal and walk as men so that's where the spiritual maturity comes in yeah yeah you and and he's saying paul is saying here i can't talk to you about spiritual things because you can't take it you've not grown enough to understand it exactly you will not understand it And where does that bring us full circle to? Wisdom. Mm -hmm. That brings us full circle to wisdom. That if you have spiritual wisdom, you will not envy a sister. Right. You will not covet her husband. Right. You will not. Such things ought not be. That's, I mean, (laughs) I just, I come right back to that. You ought not be like this. So let's, um, now that we've got all the negative out of the way, let's talk about what we should do. Okay. Unless you have another verse. I do, but it kind of leads into that. Okay, let's go ahead. All right. So um, kind of turning into what we should be doing Mm -hmm. for each other instead of envying that person and talking bad about them. If you go to Philippians 2, verses 1 through 4, um, my Bible has subheadings in it. So it's joy in serving and how to be humble like Christ. So in verse 2, or chapter 2, verse 1, it says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other be other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. So verse four, I was kind of t- hesitant about putting in there, but whenever I started looking into what that meant, basically it's saying we should watch out for each other. Yeah. Have each other's backs. Right, right. Both spiritually and physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what that means. That yeah. has nothing to do with getting in somebody's business. No, no. So, I mean, that has something to do with being there for someone. And, I mean, there are verses in the Bible about staying in your lane and minding your own business as well. Yeah, yeah. But in this case, it's like, pay attention. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. It means pay attention to somebody outside of your circle. Mm -hmm. and look at their countenance 
Like I have a friend right now who I know is struggling and um, she's keeping quiet and I know by her countenance that she's she's really battling she's in she's in the midst of a battle right now mm-hmm. and it's not it hasn't been something that I haven't seen right that gives me the opportunity to pray for her and I think that's what this means in that it means to, to pay attention to your sisters and brothers around you right not only so that you can pray for them but also that so that you can offer your help right in time of need so let's go to first thessalonians 5 11 through 15 so now that we're on the other side of envy on what we should be doing um you guys are gonna have to give me time because here we are with these i don't have pages to turn but buttons to push anyway i digress okay so where are first 5 11 through 15 wherefore comfort yourselves together and edify one another even as also ye do and we beseech you brethren to know them which labor among you and are over you in the lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves now we exhort you brethren warn them that are unruly comfort the feeble-minded support the weak be patient toward all men see that none render evil for evil unto any man but ever follow that which is good among both among yourselves and to all men and so in other words love one another mm-hmm love one another that is what we're called to do we're not called to envy to covet to do those things and especially toward our brethren right um let's go to hebrews 10 23 through 24 okay it says let us hold fast the profession the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. So that's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Encourage one another. Uplift one another. Right. When when you have a friend who says, I feel God calling me to this ministry or that ministry. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't look at that friend and go, okay, so I'm going to tell you something that I did. <laughs> and this was years ago. Um, my husband, bless his pea pick and heart, any of you that know my husband know that he is a quiet man mm-hmm. and he's a um, he's a gentle man, not in the sense of femininity, but in the sense of just not somebody who would just blurt out something. He thinks before he speaks. And he came to me very early on in um when we joined the church we're at now and said i feel god is leading me to teach sunday school and i know my husband's i know he's a quiet man i know that he is not i never envisioned him to be someone who can get up in front of people 
and teach. And I said, are you sure about that? Like, (laughs) I can't imagine you doing that. What did I do when I did that? I discouraged him. I didn't encourage him. He felt led by the Lord to teach. Mm Mm-hmm. And I should have been the one to say, that is awesome. That is totally what you should do. Because God equips the called. He doesn't call the equipped. Right. And so I should have encouraged him. And I encourage him now. Don't think I don't. I, he's. If you ever have a chance, okay, those who know my husband, if you ever have a chance to sit down and talk with him about spiritual things, it will be an a treat because he is incredibly intelligent on scripture and you will learn something after Mm -hmm. talking to him. So I learned something about encouraging one another, but coming back around to envy, that is not encouraging. No, it's not. It is discouraging. It is a vexation of spirit. Oh yeah. And it has no business in a Christian woman's life mm-hmm. or a Christian man's or a Christian's life. Right. So, uh, Melissa, did we have, did you have anything more other than those? No, I was kind of looking through my other verses that I had here, but they kind of pertain to everything else that we've been saying. It just. And, and we were, um, we looked in First Corinthians. Love is patient, love is mm-hmm. kind, love envieth not, it is not puffed up. Um, and then the next place that I was brought to was where Jesus told, um, I guess he was talking to his disciples at the time, I'm not sure, so look for it for yourself, um, but he says, there are two commandments uh, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself that came directly from Jesus Christ and that is Matthew twenty two thirty seven through 39 there you go so look that up because that is the com- two commandments that I mean he did give us a few more throughout scripture but those two are the big ones it specifically says the greatest commandment yeah Love the Lord your God and then love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? You know, I feed myself, I clothe myself, I make sure that I go to the doctor when I need to, and it's because I love what God has given me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always take care of it like I should, but I love what God has given me. Uh, and on that note, go if you haven't listened to our Gluttony podcast go maybe i need to go listen to it again but anyway um you know so we're supposed to because we take care of ourselves and love ourselves we need to love our neighbor like that as well right we are not doing that when we envy them absolutely not and so again i we could have we could have taken this um podcast and we could have given all the verses And then at the end of giving the verses, we could just say, stop it. And thank you for joining us today. Uh, But we wanted to go through everything because we've, I mean, you didn't, you learned something. I learned something Mm -hmm. by it. And 
even the smallest of envy is a cancer to your soul absolutely and to those around you and remember whatever's in the heart the mouth speaks and so we don't want that no i don't want to hurt anybody even i don't want any i don't want to be that person because envy and jealousy are like brother and sister right and i don't want to If I want to be jealous for anything, I want to be jealous for God. I was going to say, that was the one thing that we had decided that envy or jealousy was a good thing, was to be zealous. Yeah, to be... uh, Oftentimes, um, envy, the the word, the Greek, and he... Actually, I think it's more Hebrew, but the Hebrew word for envy is also the one used for being zealous. Mm -hmm. So, if you're going to envy anything or if you're going to be zealous for anything let it be god right let it be um wanting more of that not resenting god but wanting more of him that is the and and again you know it goes back to gluttony you know um if you're going to eat of anything eat of the word of god you know you can't overeat on that right so um thank you so much for joining us today at I know this has been kind of a long one, but it's it's important. There was just so much. There was so much um, information about envy. And we, as always, we encourage our listeners to get in the word right. for themselves. Look at the verses we gave you, but then go further. Go mm-hmm. deeper. Um, we don't want you to be on, immature and on the milk of the word. We want you eating the meat. Right. And that was another thing that we had brought through was the difference between the contentment of where you're at now and being complacent. So that's something else for you guys to look into and dig a little deeper with. Yeah. And we may do that at some point. Mm-hmm. The difference between complacency and contentment. Right. And contentment with godliness is great gain. Exactly. So, um, so we're so thankful and grateful that you came and listened to us today. Uh, be, uh, again, like we always ask, please share and like and subscribe and do all the things. Go to our, our Facebook group mm-hmm. where we hope to build quite a little community of women who love love each other and love God. And once again... Feel free to um, comment anything that you feel that could be added to it, any scriptures that you have found outside of what we've given or any discussion on any of the scriptures that we have given. Feel free to do that. It's a learning community. Yes, exactly. We are not theologians. We are not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And we take time to study these things out. But we also know that there probably are quite a few things that we might have missed. Mm -hmm. And so please feel free to comment um, if you're in our Facebook group and we've posted our podcast, comment there, comment on the post on the podcast. But um, it really helps us out to get out because this is a ministry. Mm -hmm. So it helps us if you subscribe to the podcast Um, And if you become a member of the community and give us your, you know, give us your your opinion on things. Give us scripture um, and give us ideas. Uh, We 
we are an open book in in that sense. Right. We are. Um, we can learn as well. So please do all the things so that we can connect with you and continue to do what we're doing. Thank you so much for being here, Melissa. Thank you for being my partner in crime. <laughs> no, um, not crime, but my partner in Christ. There um, we go. Yes. Um, I have really been enjoying the time we spend together. And mm-hmm. so that I encourage you that if you don't have a buddy in the Lord that you could sit down and learn with, then I encourage you to get it. Because Absolutely. it's been, it's it's really, we've been doing this for about, I don't know, about a month now. Mm-hmm. And it's really been helpful to me. I, I pray it's been helpful to uh, you. Hugely. Yeah, so absolutely do that. All right, we are out of here. So thank you so much. Again, my name is Candy. I'm Melissa. And thank you for joining us at Seek with Abandon. Bye. See you later.